This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. You'll remember this last few weeks we've been looking at more. More like him, being more like Jesus. And uh, we've, well, I guess we've spent a little bit of time just thinking about the things that practically enable us to be more like our Savior, to have more joy, even when it don't feel like it's very joyful, to have more love, even when you feel like you've got nothing left to give. Perhaps sometimes we just long to feel loved. Sometimes we forget that the scriptures tell us that we're loved beyond measure, that our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, loves us enough to have given himself for us, that God loved us enough to give his only son. And we want to be more like Jesus, so therefore we want to love more. And you know, there's so many other things throughout scripture that we can look at to see about being more like him. Last week was peace. Who doesn't want more peace? In a world that's full of turmoil and heartache and pain, on an individual basis, on a global basis, we are desperate, aren't we, so often for more peace. And this morning, well, my title is More, More, More. And if you haven't sung in your head, how do you like it? How do you like it? There's something just not quite right with probably me. But anyway, now this week I wanted to just share something with you. I've spent the last week not down in Leicester as usual, but I've, um, I've been on a roof instead. You might have noticed the tan. Few people have said, you look golden. That's what I do. <laughs> All right. Seems a little bit harsh, but I'll take it. But I've spent the whole week hanging on for dear life on a roof. And, and I thought, well, being as I, you know, I love you and that, I thought I'd take a few photos that I could share that with you. Here they are. This was the roof. This was no roof. Look at that face. He's so happy. He's so happy there is no roof. And then as we move through the, uh, through the week, we'll see there, this is me sad. You see this here? This is me sad. My father-in-law cut this joint here. He doesn't know about this photo yet, but now I'm about to share it with him. There you go. You see this? Terrible. Look how sad it makes me. Anyway, and then as the week progressed, this was, this was, look at this. This was the sun setting. Beautiful. The view has been incredible all week. I will not complain. And then you'll see the shiny bit down there. That's Jeff. There, look, just in case you can't see that there. And then Josh next to him. But anyway. So I've shared that with you. We can go back to more, more, more. I've shared it with you. Well, because the nice thing is about being somewhere different is it's enabled me to just breathe and to just think. Anybody else like to just breathe and think? It's just so nice to do something different so that you can go, just a moment. It might only be for about 30 seconds until I got told off for standing still. But 
I enjoy just a little bit of difference and a little bit of peace and quiet. And, and it helps, it helped me and I'm sure it helps us to gain perspective. Um, and these verses this morning that we're going to look at help to give us just a little bit of perspective. Because what we're going to look at in um, Luke chapter 21, the poem that uh, Anita read for us references these verses and references the widow's offering or the widow's might. And the verses, I guess, are often looked at, these four verses, they're often looked at within reference to our giving and our tithing. Now relax, don't switch off, (laughs) don't switch off, because that's not where I'm going to go this morning at all. I believe that they also tie in with our being more like him. And we've looked, as I've said over the last few weeks, at being more like Jesus, living out Christ in our entire lives. Now, that might sound difficult. It might sound simple to some of you. It might sound like a million miles away. I don't know. But living out our entire lives to be more like him, I believe, certainly for me, is a challenge. Because Matthew likes to come out every now and again. And he has a short temper, doesn't he, Jeff? (laughs) And he can get mardy every now and again. And, well, you know, when anger comes out, who knows? Now, this is not a confession, (laughs) but the truth is that we know, don't we, in our lives that we have to strive to be more like him in our everything, in every aspect of our life, to be more like him. And we've searched those things, the more joy, the more love, and the more peace. And today, as I've said, is more, more, more. And in our everything, we're to be more like him. So let's just have a look at Luke chapter 21, just four verses And it says this, as he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow putting two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave out of their wealth, but she gave out of her poverty, put in all that she had to live on. She gave out of her poverty and put in all she had to live on. Picture the scene, if you will, that Jesus is sat in the temple people watching. Anybody else like to people watch? Costa Coffee is a great place to people watch. I find that for a bottle of water, you can sit there for hours and be entertained. I love people watching. It's a failing, I guess. I'm sure you're all judging me now. But um, but anyway, when you sit there, you get to see a myriad of people. And then people that are, I guess, that you'll go, wow, they've got lots of money. And people that you go, they haven't got any money. And people that you see, wow, they're, you know, they just fill the room. And people that sort of sneak in and sneak back out again. People that shouldn't really be on a break, but are in there getting a coffee anyway. They're the ones. But you get to see all sorts of different people. And Jesus here is in the temple. He sat people watching. And Mark tells us, uh, John Mark tells us in the Gospel of Mark, that he sat opposite the place where the offering went. Great place to sit. Great place to people watch. And Jesus sits uh, opposite the offering uh, box or chute as it would have been. And he gets to see something very, very, very interesting. He sees two types of people. And if we just skimmed the passage 
as we can so often do with scripture, that's what we'd see on the first glance. Two types of people in the passage that we'd see that there is a a group of rich people and that there is a poor person. That's the type of people that you see. And that's what the world offers us, doesn't it? The world offers us that sort of glimpse into life. The world shows us that there is a difference. And sometimes that difference can be very stark. Sometimes the difference, the void, the gap is huge. But if we know Jesus at all, I'll pause there for a minute, that if we know Jesus at all, that we know that he isn't looking at the outward appearance, is he? Because this is just, well, it's a facade. It might look tanned. <laughs> but the truth is that it's desperate for a holiday. <laughs> it's coming, panic not. But uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7, and just turn with me to this, if you would. It's going to be up on screen anyway. 1 Samuel 16 and verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, he says, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I've rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things that man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord, Yahweh, capitals, L-O-R-N-D, but the Lord looks at the heart. God looks at the heart. He's not interested in the outward appearance. What he's interested in is what's going on in here, what's going on in here. And this is the key to this passage Because as Jesus is people watching, and as we people watch, we make assumptions, don't we? Just in the heartbeat, well, they've only ordered a bottle of water, and I've had a mocha. I don't even know what a mocha is, but I've said it now. (laughs) It's not something I've ever ordered. Although I have been with somebody who's ordered a mocha before. Very humorous. But anyway, but Jesus encourages us, and the Lord encourages us throughout Scripture to look a little bit deeper. To look a little bit deeper. And as Jesus does look a little bit deeper, we start to see that he's looking at the heart. The rich put in their bundles of coins. Bundles of coins, you can imagine, can't you? The biggest coins that they can get their hands on. Because what they're going to do is they're going to make as much noise as possible so that everybody knows how much I'm giving. See my gritted teeth? Listen, clink, 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 clink clink and there'd be a little wry smile come over their face because they're excited that they know they know that you know her down the road she thinks she's got a bigger garden than we have she's heard how much I've given that's why our garden's only that size because we give so much and the widow comes along after all that noise and she comes along with the two smallest coins and the Jewish coins of the time the coins of the time oh they were tiny tiny like a one pence piece maybe even smaller and they wouldn't have been quite as nice and as round as ours are but they would have just been what she got she got nothing else to give she got her entirety in the palm of her hand she got nothing left and in that she went They didn't even make a noise. They didn't even make a noise. And you think to yourself, bless her. She's the one who's struggling, isn't she? And Jesus 
cuts through all that. And he sees that the lack of monetary value that she's put in is her everything. And she's put in her all. And undeterred by the show of the rich, the show of their prolonged noise, she offers everything that she's got to God. No noise, no show, but rather her everything, given out of a heart after God. And as we look through scripture, isn't that what God's after? Look at David. He was far from perfect, wasn't he? But what did he have? He had a heart after God. And that's the key, isn't it? That we have a heart after God. And she was undeterred by all that and she gave her everything. And it did not, it did not go unnoticed. Jesus saw and he heard what little noise there was. And he pulls over his disciples. He grabs them. Mark 12 and verse 43 tells us that that's exactly what Jesus does as it opens up the story for us. And he grabs them over and he wants Uh, He wants the fact of what he's seen for the disciples to see. And you can almost hear them sniggering because they've probably seen as well. Did you hear what the first guy gave? And then she went up and she didn't give anything. (laughs) Oh, you wait, see what Jesus is going to say. And Jesus goes, (laughs) guys, listen. Jesus says to them, I tell you the truth, 21 verse 3. This poor widow has put in more than all the others. And they're going, uh, I think you've got your people mixed up. Because we heard what he gave, and she's only given that. And Jesus says, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. She gave her absolute all. And Jesus, in this moment, in this little piece of scripture, in the temple, sat opposite the offering chute, just people watching, gives the disciples a lesson on life. He gives them a lesson on life. Because at the end of this passage, and at the end of the uh, story recorded for us in Mark, it says, all she had to live on. You see those words? Easy to miss. All she had to live on. She gave all that she had to live on. And here comes our challenge this morning. Did you think you were just coming for donuts? Here comes our challenge this morning as scripture unlocks it for us and opens up our hearts and challenges us that we want to be more like Jesus. Amen? Or I hope we do. I hope we do. We want to be more like Jesus. We want to have more joy. We want to have more love. We want to have more peace. And we want to give more. And I'm not on about monetary value. I'm on about giving more. We want to be all that we can be for him. Then we have to realize that we need less of us. Less of you. Less of me. Because that's how we have more of him. And that is such a a tough lesson for us to learn. Because life tells us to go after the selfish gain. To go after the selfish ambition. And our internal dialogue all the time is self-preservation. All the time. It never stops. I've got to do this because I had no other choice. We've got to. I've got to, I have to, I need to. What else can I do? And the self-preservation goes on and on and on. 
And outwardly, we may well be going through the motions so that people look at us as they did with the rich and go, wow, look at them. How fantastic. How marvelous. They've got it all. Listen. Listen at that noise. And God looks at the heart. And he asks us this this morning. Do we give our all to God? Do you, do I, do we give our all to God? Because here's a few things. I have no time. Anybody else short on time? I have no time. And what are we saying to God? Well, you're not top of the list. The list is extensive. And I've got to do these things, you see. I need to. I have to. I've got to. What else can I do? You see it? Just never stops. The self-preservation says these are the things that I have to do. And the truth is that they can't wait. I've got to do them. I've got to work. I've got to look after the family. I've got to go to Morrison's or Asda or Audi or wherever you go. I've got to feed the animals. I've got to go and see my friends. And so often we take God off of top spot if he was ever there to begin with. And we put everything in place. And say, well, it has to be done. Because that's what needs to happen. And when I'm free, then I'll be there. When I'm free, I'll have a look in your word. When I'm free, I'll pray. But at this moment, I do not have time. And then when I get here, and I see, and you smile, and everything's great, and it's clink, 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 isn't it? Yeah! And God says, I'm looking at your heart. I'm looking at your heart because what God wants is I'm here because I want to be here. I do because I want to do. I live for you because how else have I ever known or understood life? Because outside of you, the word tells us there is no life. There is no life at all. And I come to church because I love you and I want to spend time with you. I want to live in your presence. All I am is because of you. You see the difference in the heart. The Bible tells us in John chapter 6, 25 through 59, Jesus tells us that he is the bread of life and I worry about food. It's gluten-free, by the way. He says, I am the bread of life. In Luke 9, verse 58, these things I have to do, I've got to, I need to, I have to, what else can I do? The Bible tells us, Luke 9, through, uh, verse 58, God will provide. Our pre- preservation setting overrules our faith so often. We had a media which talked about, which understood that in the desert, God is there. Why? Because he will reign. And that's exactly the same for you and me this morning. The poem that we heard is all about the faith that the widow had. Because what did she do? She gave her all. And our preservation setting says, I can't quite give my all because I have to look after me. And God says, that's what I'm here for. I made you. I knit you together in your mother's womb, remember? Yeah, but you you don't want to deal with this. No, you're not listening. 
Right off at the beginning of the sermon, I mentioned the rooftop. Why? Just because I wanted to show you some holiday snaps? (laughs) No. What kept me safe on that roof? What kept me safe around the roof? My question is this, was it family? Was it friends? Was it finance? Was it my house? Was it my job? No. Now you think I'm going to say God did. Do you know what kept me safe? The scaffolding. That's what kept me safe. The scaffolding. You know why? Because it had a solid foundation. It had an absolutely solid and stable foundation. A foundation that was firm. And that's the key. Because the widow gave her all. What was left? What was left? I've got nothing left to give. What's left? God. He's what's left. She gave her all. As people could see, she gave her all. And in giving her all, what did she have? God. In her all, she had God. And her foundation was absolutely firm. And my question is this morning, what about you? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this morning we just want to thank you for your goodness. We want to thank you for your grace and for your mercy. Lord, we ask once again for more wisdom. We ask once again to be more like your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, this morning our prayer is that you would enable us not to go into the self-preservation mode, Father, but to understand that you love us, that you care for us, that you want the best for us. And that in our faith that we would give our all to you, knowing that when everything is gone, when all the noise is gone, that Father, we're still left with a heavenly Father that loves us, that cares for us, that has promised that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And Father, may we cling to that this morning. May we know that our foundation is firm because we are stood side by side with the Savior of the world. That Father, he has given his all for us so that we might have life. This morning, Lord, we just want to praise you and thank you. And Lord, as we come together now around your table, we pray, Lord, that you might just bless us, that as we just partake in this simple feast, this these simple emblems that, Father, represent the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, may you help our hearts to be thankful. May you help us, Lord, to give our all to you. For, Father, The example that we've seen, the example that we know, is that you have given your all for us. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsbread.co.uk.